Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Seven months ago, July, Sun Valley, Idaho. As the name would suggest, a valley filled with sunshine. Surrounded by rugged mountains, there's a lake, golf courses, and a spa where, for $270, someone will play Himalayan singing bowls on and around your body. Heaven on earth, basically. Especially if you're a billionaire coming to hang out with other billionaires and maybe work out how to become a trillionaire. This week, the combined wealth of the men and women, but mainly men, staying at Sun Valley could end homelessness in the USA for a decade. Somehow I feel like they're not going to do that, though. I walk around the grounds. Everyone's in casual dress, khaki shorts, pink polo shirts and name badges just in case you were going to confuse Jeff with Mark or Bill with Elon. I slip into a low building, a small conference room. No cameras or phones allowed, strictly no recording. Standing in front of a small audience, all sipping cold brew and green tea, stands a man. Perfect white teeth, broad shoulders. Okay, okay, so, I want to talk about the future. Now, uh, I was raised a good Christian boy. I went to Bible class every Sunday. My mom was the teacher, so I had no choice. (laughs) Uh, But what did God say after he created us in his image? Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and all the animals that creep on the earth. So, how are we doing with that? See, when I was a little boy, we were promised flying cars and space colonies. And what did we get? Selfies, microblogging, e-scooters. You see, I, uh, I think we can be more ambitious. I want to go into space. I want to walk on Mars. But most of all, I want to be free to make my own choices. I don't want the government telling me where I can go, what I can wear, what medicines to put in my body, and what I can use to defend myself. I want to live my life the way I want to live it. And I want that right now. So, check this out. He clicks a remote. An image comes up on a screen. The camera sweeps around a towering CGI city rising up from the ocean. The word seasteading fades up over it. A floating paradise. A safe, secure, politically autonomous floating paradise. You see, nearly half the world's surface is currently unclaimed by any nation-state. There is nothing to stop us living how we want to. And this is possible right now. The only thing stopping us is a political climate which is increasingly unsympathetic to this kind of ambition. I shift forward in my seat. Play with my long red hair. Three of his last girlfriends had long red hair. I try to ignore how hot and itchy this thing is on my head. His eyes rest on me for a second and I smile. This is all real, by the way. Google seasteading, you'll see what I'm talking about. Later on, we break into small groups to go on a hike. I don't know what distinguishes a hike from a walk. Equipment, maybe? And they've all got lots of it. I managed to catch his eye again. We fall into step alongside each other. Oh, hello there. Hello. He peers round to look at my name badge. Sarah. Oh, Lady Sarah. (laughs) I did ask them not to put that. (laughs) I didn't. I insisted. I'm mad. I know. Just trying to be humble. 
So these fortresses, who gets to live there? Whoever has the money and the vision. Well, plus all the workers required to run them. <laughs> Who get to live in safety and comfort in return. Lucky them. It kind of sounds like feudalism. Most people are happy to serve a visionary leader. It must be frustrating for you, as a libertarian, to be making so much of your money from government contracts. <laughs> Listen, this is all very charming and British, but uh, what do you want? Radical change, like you. I'm setting up a campaign to apply a little gentle pressure to the current system. Pressure's good. I, uh, I like pressure. Mm, from the grassroots. Let's call it uh, strategic disruption. Just in the UK first. Okay. How? Well, if I told you more, I might have to kill you. Oh, my immortality is already guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this man so much, it almost feels good. The system. Or how to save the world in five easy steps. Step five. Let the golden age commence. It's Tuesday evening. There's one hour, 53 minutes and 27 seconds on the clock. Maya's been kidnapped and the world is on fire. The online world, anyway. The Lord of Misrule has detonated his content bombs. Look at him. Look at them! The top 1% of the world has taken half all the wealth. Do they really need all that? No! And now everyone's singing his tune. Meanwhile, I'm trying to get my trousers on. Blind panic is overriding my Bailey's hangover. Lives on all fours, looking under the sofa. What's going on then? What are they going to do? Any idea where my other sock is? No, sorry. I need to find Maya. I'd stay inside if I were you. Why? What's going to happen? I don't know, but I think it might involve eating the rich. Yeah. I throw her one of my socks. She's a clever girl. She'll stay out of trouble. I don't think you know my sister very well. I'm in the back of a van. It's dark, but there's just enough light for me to see that everyone is wearing a mask. Like extras in a folk horror movie. A jester, some animals, a green man, a goblin, and a bunch of homemade tribal-looking ones with antlers made from twisted branches. So, uh, what's with all the masks? It's a Shrove-tide tradition. Mardi Gras, the Venice Carnival, the Swabian Alemannic Fastnacht. The what? It's a thing they do in Germany and Switzerland when the demons and the fools take over. She reaches into a bag and roots around. We are keeping the old ways alive. She holds out two masks. One's carved from wood and thickly coated with cracked, glossy paint. It's a fool. Shiny red nose, one bulging eyeball, the other squeezed shut creepy vintage version of the winking emoji. The other one is... weird. Some kind of devil. An animal skull with twisted horns above and tusks and teeth dangling down below. What the hell is that? It's based on the headdress of a Mesolithic shaman priestess. She was found buried with it in a German forest. Are those real animal bones? She's from a time when we understood that we're not above nature, we're part of it. I take the full mask and leave her the creepy shaman. One hour, 31 minutes and six seconds to go. I turn on the TV and flick from channel to channel. It's everywhere. The kidnapped men, masked kids doing the dance. Pundits trying to make sense of it all. The Lord of Misrule was typically a peasant selected to preside over the revelries and feasting. I pull on some shoes and head out. I'm not really sure where I'm going, but I know I can't stay here. I manage to get hold of Coyote, who's back at his flat. See, 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 stay on the line. Look, 
why did they take her? I don't know, but Jake is him, I'm sure of it. What, who? Matt Finch, oh. man. Look, listen, listen, I thought about it, right? When they were in Sun Valley, he hadn't decided to run for president yet. Why would Matt Finch give Jess money? American billionaires, man, they pump money into all kinds of extreme groups all over the world. It's their way of controlling the agenda. It's a conspiracy theory. Dark money is a real thing, man. Search it but up. But she's a terrorist. Yeah, maybe she didn't say exactly how far she was going to push it, and then he decides to run. I mean, why the hell not? Trump did. And now he's actually in with a chance. Man needs to stop her. Man needs to destroy anything that leads back to him. Mate, Maya is missing. I need to find her. Jake, listen. There's a black van outside my flat. You're being paranoid. Oh, I'm scared, Jake. I've got a bad feeling. Okay, uh, bruv, listen. Listen to me. I'll be there in ten minutes. Everything's going to be fine. The van parks up somewhere. Another back street I don't recognise. Everyone piles out. I hang back. Jess stays. She sits opposite me, saying nothing, as if we have all the time in the world. What kind of world do you want to live in? What kind of world do you want to live in? I can tell you exactly what kind of world I want to live in. Please do. Close your eyes. I do it. Go on. I'm not going to hurt you. Okay, so, picture this. The future. 2052, let's say. And it's amazing. There are trees everywhere and streams. Walking through a town feels like walking through the woods. She describes a vision of the future. As she says it, I realise how long it is since I felt any kind of hope for how the world might evolve. And it's like a tiny, tiny little chink of light has opened in the darkness. And leading to it, a faint pathway. A string of fairy lights guiding the way through shadowy wilderness. I realise she stopped talking. I opened my eyes. So, how the hell do we make it happen? By putting on weird masks and walking down whatever street this is? No structural change has ever taken place without direct action. Did the suffragettes settle for polite letters to their MPs? Are we about to throw ourselves in front of a horse? Look, you're the Oxford PPE student. Drop out, Oxford PPE student. Exactly. All the visionaries drop out. You know what we need. Do I? Things are about to get harder for everyone. Everything's going to get more expensive and there's going to be less of it. Half the world's stuck in precarious jobs, renting properties, lining the pockets of people whose pockets are already bulging and who use that wealth only to get more of it and work out more ways to hide it. Oh, and also the planet's about to destroy us all. This is really killing that utopia buzz you just gave me. We need a hard reset and we need it right now. We need to be investing all our human energy and resources into transforming the world's economy into something more sustainable. Oh, is that all? It's all possible if we commit to it. Think how inspiring it would be. Everyone's looking for purpose. There it is. But there are too many people standing in the way with a vested interest in making it seem impossible. So we need to change how people perceive it. Change the narrative? Control the narrative. Control the world, my friend. What about all the people standing in the way? They need to feel the pressure from below. They need to feel the fire at their feet. They need to be scared, otherwise nothing will ever change. The status quo is the enemy. It is simple. They stole the world. They are destroying it. And now it's time to give it back. Okay. Okay. So... What are you going to do about it, Maya? Are you going to stop pissing about and actually do something with your life? All that privilege and education and drive? Huh? What's it going to be, bitch? 
I pass her back the full mask and take the shaman mask from her hands. Yes, queen. She ties it behind my head. I do the same for her. Then, with her hands on either side of my face, she draws me towards her. Our masks clash together at their mouths. Sealed with a kiss. <laughs> You're mad. Let's turn the world upside down. One hour, nine minutes and 39 seconds to go. I arrive at Coyote's flat. The door's been kicked in. The whole hallway is trashed. Coyote? From the darkness, two big men in Guy Fawkes masks appear, dragging Coyote. I go for one of them, but a third comes up from behind. He's massive. He pins me to the ground. I struggle. Then I go still, as if I've given up. Then I throw my legs up behind me and manage to connect with him. As he lurches forward, his grip loosens on my hands. I roll fast and he topples over. I push him to the ground with my knee on his chest and rip the Guy Fawkes mask off his face. He's square-jawed, older. Not the usual type of guy in the system. Looks more like an American wrestler or ex-military. Who are you? I'm just here to do a little sightseeing. I bring up my fist and smack him hard on the cheekbone. And I'm up, out the door and into the street. A black van's rounding the corner. I run after it, but by the time I get to the main road, it's gone. I run back to Coyote's flat, but John Cena has disappeared. Just a little splatter of blood to show he was ever there. Where are you, Maya? Somewhere in the east end of London, there's about 20 of us. Like a group of overgrown trick-or-treaters who've got their dates wrong. As we walk along the pavement, people stop and stare. It's unnerving. But... As we walk, more and more people join us. As we move towards the centre of town, we seem to grow and grow. I lean into Jess. Who are they all? Build it and they will come. She turns her winking fool's face towards me. Especially if you get to wear a mask, maybe do some crazy shit. Then the chanting starts. Forty-nine minutes and three seconds to go. I head north into town, pulled by gravity, zigzagging through the streets, following the different little groups of people in crazy masks, groups that seem to get bigger by the minute, trying to work out how the hell I'm supposed to find her. My phone rings. It's Liv. Have you found her? Not yet. Where are you? I'm just coming up to the river. It's about to step up a notch. They've started publishing addresses. Whose addresses? Well, not yours. Every billionaire's in the country and beyond. Jesus. It's going to get ugly. I can handle myself. Well, let's see how you are with giant angry mobs. I'll be fine. You better be. I want my sock back. 33 minutes and 54 seconds to go. I duck into a pub. People are gathered around the TV watching the rolling news. There are groups all over town, gathering outside the homes and apartments of oligarchs and property developers, CEOs and fund managers, industrialists, retail barons and the Duke of Westminster. All chanting the same thing. We flood the streets, a rising tide of masked faces, like the earth has ripped open and all of these strange and ancient creatures have burst out. Anything is possible. I reach over to Jess. She turns her winking fool's face to me. Where are we going? Go big or go home. What? We are going to the home of the world's biggest feudal landowner. The crowd surges forward, jostling us apart for a moment. 17 minutes and 22 seconds to go. I jog alongside one of the protesters, a kid in a troll mask and a set of antlers. 
and on the antlers are little bells, half jester, half God knows what. Oi, mate. Where, where are you going? Nothing. So, what's the plan? Where does it all end, eh? Where does it end? The kid ignores me. Don't even turn to look. Just keeps on chanting, Give it back, give it back now! Part of me wants to knock him over, rip off the mask and tell him to wake up! We're moving closer to the centre of town, now in our thousands, filling up the whole street as far as I can see. We're approaching Trafalgar Square. I fight my way over to Jess again. This feudal landowner? Yeah. Are you talking about what I think you're talking about? Talks to plants, owns one-sixth of the world's land. What? Yeah, 6.6 billion acres. He doesn't own it. Yeah, it's a grey area, thanks to William the Conqueror and Queen Victoria. He's our landlord. He's not going to do anything with it, it's just a technicality. I don't care, I want his name off the deeds. You can't take on the king. I don't want to behead him, I just want him to give back what doesn't belong to him. Well, good luck getting Middle England on board with that. The street is empty in front of us. A boarded-up Tesco metro on the corner, Lord Nelson on the right. At the end, a phalanx of police, a barrier of riot shields. We slow, but we do not stop. This is an illegal protest. You do not have permission to be here. Please remove your masks and return home. Well, guess we've met the highly disruptive threshold. This is too dangerous. They're going to clamp down. Yeah, but there's more of us. A protester rises up on someone's shoulders. He's got a loud hailer of his own and his mask has huge twisted horns and a pointy beard. It's the great god Pan. We do not recognise your authority. You are a corrupt institution full of racists, homophobes, misogynists and murderers. We politely request that you remove your body armour and return home to your PlayStation. We keep edging closer to the blockade. It's now about the distance of a swimming pool away. We repeat, you do not have permission to be here. Please remove your mask and go home. We repeat, we do not recognise your authority. You're a bunch of right-wing sexists. Please put down your pepper spray, go home and retrain as PE teachers. The front row of protesters is now just metres away from the police. We stop. The wall of officers makes it impossible to carry on. I can see their big plastic riot shields, their thick black body armour, their big sticks. I'm starting to feel vulnerable in my mask. This is your final warning. You are now breaking the law. Please remove your masks and return home. This is your final warning. Billionaires of the world, you have ten the Lord of Misrule's clock reaches his final countdown. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Let's rewind these Someone lets out a wild cry, like a wolf. People start to run off into the side street. We scatter, howling like animals. Jess grabs my hand. And just like that, the streets erupt. Not just here, but everywhere. The world is turned upside down. And so are the financial markets. They panic, they crap themselves, like the terrified little boys they are. But it's not all bad. 
For those who bet on instability and companies who profit from it, those offering private security, for example, it's payday. Smart investments will be rewarded, especially those by ex-traders with insider knowledge. And on the street, it's wild. It's beautiful. And then it's ugly. Windows are smashed. Pockets of violence break out. The billionaires are fine, of course. They're well out of harm's way. The police crack down hard, but the numbers are against them. But I know when my time is up. Jess suddenly grabs me. There are two big dudes in Guy Fawkes masks striding towards us. She bundles me into a doorway and pulls off my mask. She pushes a phone into my hand. I don't understand what's going on. Your Goldilocks, babe. Well, where am I Goldilocks? Not too black, not too white, not too posh, not too street. You went to Oxford, but you dropped out. You're pretty, but not in a threatening way. I'm only good in the shadows. You can be in the spotlight. What kind of spotlight? Don't know. You'll have to work that out. She touches the shaman mask. Enough testosterone. It's time for the wise women to take over. Just stay here for the next half hour, no matter what happens. She shoves me back into the darkness of the doorway and walks into the middle of the street. Why? Where are you going? You need to ask this guy. One of the Guy Fawkes dudes is running towards her. She just stands there, like she's waiting for a wave to sweep her away. Guy Fawkes, so last millennium. The big dude grabs her around the waist. A black van pulls up beside him. And he pulls her into the back. Minutes, hours go by. The temperature goes down. Whooping groups of masked protesters still tear past, but not so many. The streets are littered with smashed glass and casualties. I see a policeman in a doorway, twisted over in pain. He's trying to struggle out of his riot gear, clutching his side with a broken rib. I help him out of it and lead him to a paramedic nearby. I look back at the discarded body armour. The helmet, shield and stick. I'm still in the doorway where Jess left me. I turn on the phone, login details to a bank account and a video recording from a hidden camera, hidden on a person. Their voice has been distorted, but it's very clear who they're talking to. This is all very charming and British, but uh, what do you want? Radical change. Thank you. I'm setting up a campaign to apply a little gentle pressure to the current system. Matt Finch, the billionaire Republican candidate. What do I do with this? I pull my shaman mask back down and walk back into the night. Somewhere near Bond Street, a group is tussling with a lone policeman. Another officer approaches. He begins pulling the protesters off, mercilessly beating them aside until they run off. There's something familiar about this second policeman. Under the riot gear, he's wearing jeans. I see off the last of the lads with a stick. I'm beginning to know how to use it now. The copper is confused by what I'm wearing, but too grateful to care much. I'm about to head when I feel someone looking at me. 20 metres away. A figure in some kind of weird demon mask is staring at me. He turns to look at me. I can just about see his face through the plastic of the riot mask. He takes a few steps closer, as if he's not completely sure it's me. I know it's her. I recognise what she's wearing, the way she's standing. But something stops me going closer. I should take off the mask. I should run over. I should hug him. 
she turns away and runs off into a dark side street. I watch her for a minute. And then I turn and walk in the opposite direction. The sun rises. Thousands are arrested. Thousands more slope home to their beds. The world was turned upside down. It remains to be seen whether it stays that way. I go into a little phone repair shop with a few computers you can use to get online. I pick one in the corner that no one can see. I turn on the phone Jess gave me and use the bank details to log into an obscure account. I have never seen such big numbers before. It almost makes my heart stop for a minute. I quickly log off and go out into the street, breathing hard. Days go by. A week. I hear nothing from Maya. My parents don't ask about Jake, and I don't offer anything. Matt Finch, the right-wing American presidential candidate, is riding high in the polls until secretly filmed footage of him is released, apparently agreeing to fund terrorists. He claims it's a deep fake. In response to the ongoing instability, the government forms a new UK National Guard. Millions are pumped into the recruitment campaign. A young man signs up. I, Jacob William Dean, do swear that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to His Majesty King Charles III, his heirs and successors according to law. So help me God. It's not chaos. It's an expression of justified anger. A young woman on a TV discussion programme, spokeswoman for the new movement arguing with the recently appointed Minister for National Security. We know they swindled money out of Matt Finch. No, not according to him. Well, who else is funding them? I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Russians. It's straight out of their playbook. What other hidden truths are there waiting to come out? I'm sorry, but I need to challenge that. It's yet another conspiracy theory made up by the wealthy and powerful, desperate to cling on to their wealth and power. You know what the real enemy is? It's the status quo. And you know what the real hidden truth is? The real hidden truth of the world is that we decide how it works. And if we want to do it differently, if we want to do it better without destroying it, then we can do it. So let's get on with it. Part 5 of The System by Ben Lewis, Jake was played by Alex Austin, Maya by Sienna Kelly, Coyote by Divian Ladois, Jess by Chloe Pirry, Richard by Pip Torrens, Liv by Jemima Roper, and Matt Finch by Rashan Stone. Music and sound design was by Danny Crass. It was a BBC Scotland production directed by Kirsty Williams. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.